right, back at it here on The Fan. It's overtime with Jonathan Peter. And let's go out to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Tim Murray, primetime, 6 to 9 Eastern on VEASAN, joining us here on The Fan. What's up, Tim? Man, it is uh, it is great to hear from you. Uh, you know, just uh, I'll tell you something, not to go too crazy, but uh, hey, <laughs> it's late night in Cleveland, and I'll, I'll let people know what's going on. It is things going on. What's up is down, what's left is right. So this is bizarre. So uh, it's like the first time it's rained in like three months. So I, I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> Once I moved off the East Coast, I, I swore off rain. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you got to be off the run around. Uh, it, it's, you see, it's cold here. So I don't want to, I don't really want to hear it. Like, we're, we're in Cleveland. It's cold. It's not as cold as it usually yeah. is. But uh, I'll take Vegas and some rain. As far as the weather's concerned, the golf courses you have out there, Tim, I'll take it any day of the week. <laughs> no, no, there is uh you know, my, my folks and my family, I'll be honest, like they didn't fully understand the Vegas climate. Like they would text me in the first year I lived out here. And they're like, oh, are you guys going swimming on Christmas? I'm like, it's not that warm. It's like, you know, <laughs> in the 50s. Uh, but we've had awesome weather, so uh, I'm not going to complain. It's uh, It's been absolutely lovely out here, you know, in the low 60s, whatnot. So uh, it is, uh, yeah, no complaints for uh, – Look, I, I nev- I've never bared a, uh, a Midwestern uh, winner like you guys. I did enough in the Mid-Atlantic. So uh, this, is, this is our time to shine because once the summer comes around and it feels like you're walking on the surface of the sun, you know, that's, uh, that's not ideal. <laughs> Reminds me when I lived in Houston. You got, it was awesome in January when you're posting all yep. these photos. And then in June, July, it's like, yeah, okay, people back home are laughing. It's all right. Yeah, that's when we all go back uh, to our families because no one's from Vegas. Like, it, you know, like ninety-seven percent of the city is uh, is transplant. So it's always, you know, I've got a I've got a little guy. So when I go to the park and you're, t- you know, making small chat with some parents, you're like, oh, where are you from? And someone says, I'm from here. And you're like, what? That's weird. You know, <laughs> unlike anywhere else in the country, uh, if someone tells you you're from this city, you're like, oh, that's odd. Uh, Tim, before we get to the Browns and everything else with the NFL, I did, I did want to ask you, how is Vegas treating the Cavs right now? Because without Mobley, without Garland, I know me personally, I'm treating them very differently. How's Vegas treating the Cavs? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, you know, certainly a downtick a little bit, and, and they've been disappointed. And, that, and that's disappointing. Uh, and that's the interesting thing is, you know, especially for the NBA, um, you know, you don't want to overreact too much. And, you know, not to, to diverge off of Cleveland, but, you know, thinking about last night and thinking about how kind of the Vegas works, right. Um, you know, the Detroit Pistons were actually a favorite last night, believe it or not. Um, despite losing 20 some odd in a row and then they lost anyway. So, you know, Vegas tries not to overreact, uh, too much, obviously. Uh, but no, there, there's certainly been a downtick, uh, on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. It, it's just, it's Especially, an odd, it's an odd NBA season. So you cut out there for a second. It's an odd NBA season, Tim. Yeah, no, it's it, it it definitely has been a very odd NBA season, and you know I think the eyeballs were there for the you know in season tournament, which was a ton of fun, and you know hosting it here in Vegas. Um, but you know I think as we get you know into the eyeball months of the season here for uh, for the NBA, you know I think people will start to focus a little bit more, and and those lines will might get a little more tight. We found out earlier today, no C.J. Stroud for the Texans. We heard the reports a couple days ago that was going to be true. It's official today. No C.J. Stroud for the Texans. How does this game look if it's C.J. Stroud out, Case Keenum in, and then against Joe Flacco? As far as a quarterback advantage, who would you give the edge to? I mean, I got to give it to Cleveland right now. Um, you know, I, I can't believe I'm saying that, but Joe Flacco has has been an unbelievable story. Uh 
you know, especially from a national perspective, from a gambling perspective, you know, look, I'm sure if I went back and, and listened back to my show two or three weeks ago, uh, especially, you know, me being from Maryland, you know, the jokes were flowing, right? <laughs> oh, elite Joe is back. You know, what is this going to do? And I was dead wrong. I mean, this is, this is incredible what we're witnessing here from Joe Flacco. And, you know, now you've got Houston dealing with the injury yet again here to CJ Stroud. So, Man, it's uh, it's wild to see, and and you guys are. I mean, this this big time defense that uh, that, that Cleveland has, and you know, to be a favorite against Houston here, uh, obviously with Case Keenum, uh, you know, pretty good spot for uh, for Cleveland. What's fascinating is Vegas didn't know what to do with Joe Flacco for the first couple games. They had him at like 190 and then 200 as far as passing yards. And then you watched, obviously, in the fourth quarter last week, he threw for 212 in the fourth quarter alone. I I don't know what Vegas will do with him moving forward, but I'm sure he'll get more respect as far as the passing yards are concerned. Yeah, there, there's no doubt. I mean, and when you saw him dust off that old, that old rifle that he's got there, like, whoa, he's still got it, you know? I mean... He looks like uh, he looks like Kevin Stefanski, but he, he's certainly playing still like he's he's got something in there. And yeah, I mean that you know. And nowadays too, especially as as gambling becomes more um, regular uh, across the country, and, and folks are you know uh, playing it more. Um, you know, the, the prop market is certainly opportunities there because the NFL every single week and every single year is is the toughest nut to crack every single year. Um, you know, every once in a while, you might get a slight edge here or there. Uh, look, you can, you could be a good gambler. There's no doubt, but you know, that the edges are, are, are usually pretty small. Um, and, uh, and the prop market is sometimes where you can take advantage. Uh, you know, especially if you talk about like Joe Flacco coming off of, uh, you know, coming off the street here. So yeah, I mean, a two and a half point favorite, you know, uh, heading into, uh, Heading into a big showdown in Houston uh, with uh, with a lot of playoff implications, I'm sure you know. Not, I don't think Cleveland fans expected it to be like this, uh, but you know, I don't think you could complain at the fact that where they are in the standings right now. I gotta let you know, he did shave his beard, so he doesn't look like Stefanski anymore. He shaved it a couple oh, days ago. Oh yeah. man, yeah. Uh, see, that's what that's what you get from the national perspective. I don't know the ins and outs. <laughs> no, I don't not know that way. Not the that current. Way. The current beards and uh, that's you know, that's a mistake of mine. That that might knock the uh, the power rating a little bit though. I, I, I was a big fan of the beard. <laughs> I think he did it though solely because he heard people like you saying now he looks like Kevin Stefanski and he didn't want that to happen anymore. Well, there was that picture on social media where like they transformed the two faces and they're like, "This is Kevin Stefanski and Joe Flacco." It just looked like it really did though. It just looked like the same person. <laughs> Except in real life, Flacco's six foot six and just towers over him. But well, we're not going to let uh, facts ruin a good story. Yeah, you know, on, on on social media, if we can make things look a little yeah. more clean, we'll do it. Yeah, yeah, we we make uh, we make Aaron Judge and Jose Altuve look the same height. Come on, what are we doing? Here? <laughs> Tim Murray Veeson joining us here on ninety two three The Fan. Let me ask you about the Browns and, and where you, you sit. And I I just I want to get your perspective because I love I love how Vegas thinks because Vegas you guys are callous. You guys just follow the money and you you don't you don't have the emotions sway into it. Like I talk about the Browns five hours a night. I have my emotions seep in all the time. It happens, right? But with you guys, you guys are just a little bit more cutthroat. If the Browns were in the <laughs> postseason tomorrow. Yep. Out of the other postseason teams that we would consider to be there or in the picture, at least in the in the photo finish, who who would the Browns be actually favored over? All right, so I just looked up what they are to win the AFC. So they're on seventeen to one. Um, they would not be a favorite against the Ravens. 
they would not be a favorite uh, against the Dolphins. Uh, you know, I mean, the problem is, right, Cleveland is going to be on the road. Uh, so if you're talking about in the, in the Super Bowl, you know, I think that the, the line would probably be pretty shorter than you would anticipate just because the defense for Cleveland is so highly thought of. Uh, so they're two and a half point favorite this week against Houston. Houston is a fringe playoff team, mm-hmm. and if you bring that to Cleveland, that's probably around a touchdown, maybe a tick higher than a touchdown. So um, you know, just kind of running through who else is in the AFC. Uh, Buffalo, they would be an underdog. Buffalo, you know, Buffalo is the interesting one, right? Because Buffalo is the team that uh, is still power rated very high. Um, you saw a couple moments here uh, when they played Dallas, right? And you, you talk about you know taking emotions out of it. Um, that was one of my favorite bets of, of this season when when Buffalo was a favorite at home against Dallas because mm-hmm. you're like, well, this doesn't make sense. Why would the Buffalo Bills uh, be a favorite against the Dallas Cowboys? And what happened? You know, the Buffalo Bills went out and won by three touchdowns. So you know they're you know um, Pittsburgh. They would you know. Cleveland certainly would be a favorite over Pittsburgh. Not that I guess Pittsburgh could be a playoff team. Um, I think if we're just thinking the teams that would be a favorite against them, I think it would be Buffalo, Miami, Baltimore. Um, uh, think that uh, who else am I missing yeah, here? I, Buffalo. I, I wanted to know if Buffalo was the, the line for you. That, that was really kind of what I was getting yeah. at there because I think yeah. that's the line for a lot of people. Buffalo, I, I, Buffalo would be a favorite over uh, Buffalo would be a favorite over. Um, I'm assuming I'm assuming the Browns would be favored over Texans even with a healthy CJ Stroud. At home, yes. I think I think the line is telling you that that I think a healthy CJ Stroud, Cleveland would be a, a slight favorite. On a neutral, um, yeah, I, I would say it would probably be around you know, because I think the uptick of Joe Flacco here has kind of changed the power rating and the perception here uh of this team. So uh, yeah, I think um, they would be probably a, a small favorite on a neutral field against Houston. All right. I, yeah, I, I know you're rolling into work, but uh, give me one game from this weekend that you guys have been talking a lot about this week that you think to yourself, uh, maybe it's the maybe it's the sharp money, maybe it's the the public money. Somebody's getting really wrong. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm just pulling off my phone off my ear so I can look at a couple games here. Um, I'll give you two games that I like. All right, I like, I like. Uh, if you want to get really down and ugly, I, I mean, do. you talk about you no, know I do. If you want, I mean, I'm telling you, man, you might have to take a shower after this. <laughs> and and when they get killed, don't yell at me. <laughs> it ain't gonna be. It ain't gonna be pretty. But I'm taking the points with the Chargers oh. tomorrow night. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's ugly. It's disgusting. Uh, it's Easton Stick. It's no Keenan Allen. It's no Bosa. It's awful. It's disgusting. Uh, I've been riding the Buffalo Bills here. I just think this is the spot to play off the fired coach kind of minds, you know, uh, bounce here. So that's the really ugly one. The other one I do like, um, I'm going to take the three with Minnesota against Detroit. Uh, I liked Detroit last week. Uh, obviously, you know, Minnesota dealing with, you know, their, their own quarterback situation. But uh, I think this is a Minnesota team that's going to be feisty at home against Detroit. Now, I wish it was outdoors because uh, the Lions are a completely different team when they play in the elements than they play in the friendly confines of Ford Field there. But I, I do like taking the points uh, with, uh, with Minnesota at home. But, 
Yeah, the really ugly one. So last week, I'll give you a quick example. Last week, you know, my two favorite plays, one was Buffalo, which, which hit, which made me feel good. And then the other was Washington. And I bet Washington plus six and a half. It had no chance until the end, and I had, thought I had a chance. And then uh, old uh, paddleboat Ron R- Rivera there decided not to go for two, and they had their extra point blocked. So the Rams ultimately covered the six and a half. But uh, we're going to go back to the well with the team from Los Angeles. Well, we faded one last week. So uh, that one's going to make me feel disgusting uh, on Saturday night. And then uh, I will go with, uh, I'll go with the Vikings on Sunday, uh, see if they can get the cover there. Uh, against the Detroit, the Detroit Lions. I got to throw the Monday game and then the, the night one, the Ravens 49ers game of the year. Five seems like a high yeah. number for forty for San Francisco, even though they're they're likely the best team in football. But Baltimore got to be the, considered the favorites out of the AFC right now. Yeah, no, Baltimore is uh, no doubt the favorite out of the NFC uh, or excuse me, the AFC. And uh, I mean, it's crazy to think I was looking at the odds last night um, for the NFC and. Uh, it's minus 110 for San Francisco to win. So you have to lay money uh, in order for San Francisco to win the NFC. Just kind of tells you where they are uh, right now. I have not bet this game yet, um, but I'll say this. I'm I'm really thinking about San Francisco here. I'm not a big favorite better. Uh, I like to bet dogs more often than not, but you know, something that was pretty interesting to me yesterday, and this is just kind of how my brain works Yesterday on the, in the studio here in Vegas at Beeson, mm-hmm. uh, we had you know ESPN on, and they had uh, Kornheiser and Wilbon. Um, and the bottom of the screen just said, is the line too high? And when I see things like that, I'm like, oh, man, it's probably not too high. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is the spot. So I haven't bet it yet, but I'm thinking about laying it with the San Francisco 49ers. Boy, they have been uh, – they have really been impressive, but uh, – I uh, I'll, I'll have to get back to you on that, and uh, you've given me a couple homework assignments. I'm gonna I'm gonna get you some answers uh, on the Browns' power rating and, and see where they would stack up against some of the other teams in the AFC. Love it. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate you, and we'll catch up with you later. Thank you. All right, man. See ya.